labelling the good things around Australia. Our experts analyse the weekend's major meetings. Get set on Radio Tab. Busy day today, busy day tomorrow as well, so we need to find some winners. And David Gately is about to join us first up, as he always does, on Get Set. We're going to have a look at the quadrilla legs at Caulfield, 7, 8, 9, 10. And they have a best at Caulfield of value and also one at Randwick as well. Good morning to you, David. Thanks, Dave. Yes, racing at uh, Caulfield. Of course, they raced here on Thursday, which is a, something new. And just looking back at the replays, didn't look like a great day to be a, a swooper. It looked like most of the action was on speed. Rails are similar dimension, so... We'll see how things play out. Um, by the quaddy, we'll have a good idea how the track's playing. And race seven's the first leg. I think 12, Ginger in pink with no weight. It's probably a, a value play in the race. Uh, raced fresh when resuming. Rider let her go a fair way out. She was simply too good. And ran useful time. I mean, the form ties in through glow light with a couple of key rivals from that race. Gambalaya won really well. They built the value. The horse she beat, she's a bulletproof one at Mornington on Wednesday. And there were gaps behind. She ran the time. Oak Hill, certainly another one whose form ties in through the likes of Il Cubo and through Glowlight and Co. And did beat Canyonlands last time. And that horse went to Ballarat Saturday and, and uh, beat Allbar another handy one. So I think they're the main three. And I might just stick with those. 12, 3 and 5. The second leg, benchmark 70. Helix, I think back to 1,400 here with the... Uh, um, might go forward and lead this field. I thought it was a value play again, looking for one uh, away from the favourites on or around uh, or near double figures uh, last look. Just too wide at Flemington, plus the mile's not really his go. You go back a couple of runs and he's winning at this trip really well with the blinkers on. He's handsome, good at Ballarat, and then no luck at a key stage in the shooting stars. The horse he beat, he's for set and, and Tasman Park. They're here. He actually meets them better at the weights for beating them. Belair, 1400s, no issue, I don't think. Rush time at Cranbourne, latest was eight weeks between runs. And Tasman Park, so genuine. Um, must have a case if he's handsome, does. He was nine weeks between runs into that race at Cranbourne. So six, eight, three, four. Race nine's the open handicapping. Dubai Pole can give you a good sight. She's in the wrong part of the track in a run-ons race at Flemington last time. And luck was prior to that. So... Another one who just might be at shade of value. Aridente, hard to miss. The first up run in at Dubson Stakes, charging home. Um, one second up run at a slow recovery rate in the miss when second up last trip. Pesquero won the uh, that Flemington race that a few of these contested. Then wasn't disgraced to wait for age last time. Gravina and Bermudez, they certainly go in. Nine eight seven two four. The last, it's a raffle. I think 10 prowling back to 84 grade might be uh, the way to go if he can be within striking distance. He ran well in adoption stakes. He was good first up at 1,100 in another uh, stronger race. Maximilius has tried well. He won and beat a good one in recommendation fresh last prep. He might be the overs here. A show high, uh, had excuses possibly first up. It's a tongue tie on. Kins drawn to swoop. Elkington Roads trumped out well. And Lafargue had heads a stack of other hopes. 7, 2, 18, 17, 9, and 11. So having to go pretty wide in the last. Our best Corbett race for number 8 running by. It's a terrific return. Gets to uh, an easier race and ran really well in a, in a Bendigo Guinea second up last prep. So pretty keen there. Race for number 8 running by our best. Our value we've mentioned race 8, number 6, Helix, for those reasons outlined. Best in Sydney, I'm going round with race six, number 10, Boston Rocks, who resumes 
and uh, looks well above average. And a pretty low benchmark race day in, in Sydney. Made it the best up there. Thanks, mate. Thanks, David. Boston Rocks is priced with tab right now. Race six at Randwick, number 10 is 260. At Caulfield, your best bet, 4.8 running by. Well, it's $2.30. Race 8, 6, Helix is your value at $5. Let's go through the Quadrilla legs. Races 7, 8, 9 and 10. So in race 7, David's numbers are 12, 3 and 5. 12, 3, 5. Race 8, 6, 8, 3 and 4. 6, 8, 3, 4. Race 9, 9, 8, 7, 2 and 4. So 9, 8, 7, 2, 4. And race 10, 7, 2, 18, 17, 9 and 11. So 7, 2, 18, 17, 9, 11. Repeating the best, Melbourne, 4, 8. Running by, value 8, 6, Helix. In Sydney, it's 6, 10. Boston Rocks. Tony Gollan's got a very big representation at Eagle Farm for this feature meeting. Michael Maxwell, he's done all the form from the Sky Racing Network. Good morning to you. Good morning, Steve. Yes, um, hoping Tony gets uh, gets a winner straight away at Eagle Farm tomorrow. I think he can, and that could set up a good day for our leading stable here in Queensland. He's given opportunities to Bailey Wheeler, two forty. You're talking about liquor. Yeah, the two kilos off uh, for Bailey is certainly going to help, and she's drawn a good barrier. And I think the key to her is back here to what I think is a favourite track and distance, a thousand metres at Eagle Farm. She flew the gates two starts ago, this course in distance, and she won, beating Nordley on by about five lengths. I think he's come out to win since then. And then at Dooman last start, although fifth behind perfect mission, only beaten three quarters of a length, but that was a different speed map altogether. There were a couple of Queensland's fastest horses in that race, and she sat behind them, battled on well. They weakened out of it. But I think the tempo here isn't as frenetic as that, so I think she'll win the first. Race one, Eagle Farm, number five, Licker. Yeah, you're right. Nord Leon, of course, won a recent class three, I think it was, at the Sunshine Coast, Mike. So that's your first special, one, five. And this is big odds in race three, Chasing Jack Lee. Yeah, more in each way. And to play around with number 10 here, Chasing Jack Lee and all the exotic bet types. Uh, he's always been a very competitive forward-running horse, more so on the downs and maybe at Ipswich, but... He's having his 28th start tomorrow and his last couple of runs indicate to me that he's in career best form and he's going to need to be to win this. But two starts ago at Ipswich, he ran third behind Tavistown. You know, I felt that with any luck at all, he would have won. And then he came to town in a benchmark 85 and finished second behind Russo. Now that day, Zushak was getting up to the 1,600 metres with blinkers on and he was too keen. He took off Sushak and led by two or three lengths and it was chasing Jackley that did all of the chasing. And I thought he did a great job to battle on. Um, he he uh, was only beaten half a length. The horse came from last Russo. It set up perfectly for a back marker. But he hung around chasing Jackley and I don't think this race is any harder. The exception this time, Steve, is that he looks to be the one-out leader same handicap, 52 kilos for Ange Jones. So I think he leads them a merry dance here and he's going to give us a great sight of that big prize. 23 the win last time I looked and five for the place. Still at that price. Race 310 chasing Jack Lee and one of Annabelle's here in race five, Mike, number eight. Always like this Philly perfect mission. Uh, Michael Costa had her and um, she was a bit of a star two-year-old in my eyes. Uh, unfortunately, since... 
the magic millions run where she ran a terrific fourth behind Cool and Gatter. She developed wind problems, and this has been well documented. She had a couple of throat surgeries, so she was a long, long time off the scene. Her barrier trials were excellent uh, before this latest comeback, and the two starts since coming back have been terrific. Uh, in particular, her latest at Durban over the 1100, she, uh, she only had a light weight, but she beat them all off there and won comfortably. So she's third up after a long layoff, drawn a perfect gate, gets Wheeler's two-kilo claim. She sits right behind them in the box seat. I still think there's a fair bit more to come from her. She's very talented, perfect mission. I think it's great that she's been able to basically pick up where she left off in that magic median. So really keen on her. Race five, number eight, perfect mission. So we start with Licker. Race one, number five at 2.40. 3.10, chasing Jackley. 23, the win. Five, the place. And 5.8, perfect mission. At the moment, $2.90, tab fixed. You'll be with David Fowler in the morning from about 8 o'clock Eastern, Mike. All right, look forward to that. Thank you, Steve. Michael Maxworthy. Ray Hickson, racing New South Wales, Randwick. He likes one in the third, uh, first of his specials. Good morning, Ray. Morning, Steve. Cross um, the Rubicon. Possibly more of an each-way special uh, at this stage. She's a you know around close to the ten-dollar mark, which is uh, quite nice. I thought she brings some really good form into this race. So, look, she's drawn the outside in the field of nine. So Rachel King's going to have to produce a, a good ride, but she does know the horse quite well. I thought she was um, really good last start behind Lekvard, who's obviously going to start one of the favourites in the open handicap uh, later in the day. Um, she didn't have the best of luck there from Barrier 1 either, but what it did show was that she can take up a position a little bit closer uh, in the race. She was 11 to 1,400 metres there. She's got 1,400 again here. Now, I expect her to roll forward. Um, there's two leaders from the Waterhouse Bot stable, so hopefully she can follow them over and land into a spot probably in the, in the first four or five. And I think she's got the best form in the race. So I think if, if things work out for her, um, she can be in the finish. She's got form around King of the Castle, Fearson uh, from last preparation, and as I said, Lekvart. So I think she's a good each-way chance, race three, number two, across the Rubicon. So three, two, Boston Rocks, if you were coming up with this, and Nathan Doyle, race six? Yeah, Boston Rocks. Um, when I wrote down the prices on Wednesday afternoon, it was $4.20. I think he's in the mid $2 range now. So plenty on this horse. And look, I thought he was the best of the day. He's a promising three-year-old. He gets in nicely with 54 kilos. Just look at his trial from Newcastle a couple of weeks ago. It's, like, it's a trial of a happy horse. He didn't get out of second gear at all. Look, he was beaten in this grade back in August by Cheerful Legend, his stablemate. But that was a funny day that day. Like It had to be on the outside fence and it was a bit of a wet track. And he wasn't disgraced. But um, I think back around, back on a, to a good track, good soft draw at Randwick, I'd expect him to be in the first couple. And he'll be hard to beat Boston Rocks. He's headed for the Gosford, Gosford Guineas at his next start if he's uh, able to be successful. So there's a bit on the line here. At the moment, 260, race 610. Craft Eagle, did he need it first up? But sectionally, he was good. He's 550. Tell us why you like this horse. Well, there's a few things here that I think people probably have forgotten. He was due to run first up on the gong program at uh, Kembla Grange a few weeks ago, over 1,400 metres. John Thompson, you know, thought that you know, he was, he'd be better suited at 1,400 metres first up, but he was scratched due to that heavy track. So he had to go to plan B, and it was a 1,200 metre race at Warwick Farms on the 6th of December. The leader, Lavoie, 
with any old odds, but he led and held them off at, at 40 to 1. So Crafty Eagle hit the line nicely from the back, but uh, it was really a plan B first up run. So I think going to 1,400 metres now is exactly what he wants. But the barrier is a little tricky, but he's a horse that has been able to offset wide barriers in the past. Uh, he can put himself somewhere near the speed and he gets that little bit of early luck in the first half of the race. I see no reason why he, he can't be uh, really hard to beat. We've seen him show an explosive turn of foot a couple of times in his career to date. And I really want to be with him because, as I said, I think John Thompson had him primed to run 1,400 metres first up and he had to had to go back to the drawing board when the, when he struck a heavy track. So I'm happy to be with Crafty Eagle. Yeah, and he's run the weak skinnies earlier this year in Queensland. Mm. You know, Knight's Choice and all the format of it. Uh, I know Fashion Legend didn't go any good in Hong Kong the other night, but there are a heap of winners out of it. And this horse was wide on speed the whole trip from the outside gate. It was a big performance mm. to run four. He, he's a talented horse. Yeah, eight six. So your three specials, uh, well, each way, three two cross the Rubicon, nine fifty, six ten Boston Rocks. That's the one with the special, two sixty and eight six Crafty Eagle at five fifty. That's the one, Steve. We'll uh, we'll talk in the morning. Excellent. Thank you. Nice to have you back, Ray. Thanks, mate. The price of Ben Scadden's special at Gawler. Uh, the first of his specials in race four, and it's number seven, Exalted Dame. Currently $3.90. Looks a model of consistency, Ben. Good morning. Yeah, g'day, Steve. You're right about Exalted Dame. She's um, just been in terrific form since joining the, the John A. Connor stable. Um, John does a really good job with, the, with his team there at Morfordville. And, yeah, she's um, she's been terrific here. You see her last four, one, two, three, two. Been nice race as well. Like she was third in that Vidora final, two starts back behind Starlight Valley. Um, she was good that day as well. And then she, I thought she was in a really good race behind Fancifier as a talented horse, just narrowly beaten. Drawn beautifully here, Barrier 8. Um, she's got no dramas with Gawler. She's been there four times. She's won one of them and finished second in two of the others. So um, the track won't be an issue because some horses do, for whatever reason, um, some of them really, really perform on the Gawler track and some of them just don't like it at all. Um, and she's one of the ones who does seem to like it. So yeah, I think you could, um, yeah, you're going to be confident that she's going to handle the track. She's in peak form. She's got Jason Holder on board. Yeah, just ticks, ticks a lot of boxes. Race four, seven, Exalted Dame, 390. Tell us about this one for Glenn Kent, Wayne Francis, race six. It's a stable in really good form at the moment. So I, I kind of... Went through the card and thought, well, the way this stable's going, they need to get at least at least one winner, one winner tomorrow. They're um, they're just going that well at the moment. Um, and Palambi's been really, uh, really consistent performer for the uh, for the team. She's only a four-year-old mare by Ambidexter, and um, so the seven start, she's only won the one one her maiden um, at Gawler uh, around about a month or so ago, uh, a little bit under a month. I think it was uh, three weeks three weeks ago. Um, and she, the other time she raced at Gawler, she finished third. So she's twice on the track for a win and a placing. Again, yeah, racing in really good form. Jake Tarrow on board from Barrier, Barrier 9 won't be uh, too much of a challenge for her, I think, depending on how the speed looks inside of her. Um, there's a chance that she can kind of press forward and settle maybe uh, a pair back um, close to the speed, and I think that'll, um, that'll certainly suit her. Gawler can be a track where... Being on pace can be an advantage, especially um, tomorrow the weather should be lovely as well. So there are no issues. Quite often seem to 
be struck with bad tracks at Gawlitis through sheer bad luck in terms of the weather, but it should be a lovely day tomorrow. So um, I think being close to the speed will be an advantage, and I think um, Jake can push forward from that wider wider barrier, and, um, yeah, should be super competitive again, I'm sure. $5 at the moment, race 6-8. Good to see Cullen Murray. Uh, we came here with a big reputation, then some opportunities dried up, but he's riding con a lot of winners consistently, and he rides your selection here in race 8. Yes, and you're right with Cullen. It's taken him taken quite some time to establish himself, but I think a lot of the trainers are really respecting him. He's, from what I understand, very popular. He um, he works hard. He's always there riding track work. He just puts his head down and does everything he can to get opportunities, and, and it's starting to work for him. You're right, he's getting consistent winners now. Um, this horse, Prestown, is a, is a really talented horse um, for Peter Hardacre, training out of the Murray, Murray Bridge base now. He's been really good in some in some very good races without having a whole lot of luck this prep. He's had um he's had the three runs this preparation for three se three seconds. Um, I thought his last one behind Wack and JJ was was really really good. He's been three quarters of lengths that day. Um, you might say well he doesn't like winning too much, but I think it's just been the circumstance of the race and he's running some nice horses like that. First up, second was behind Sharipa and he's beaten half length that day. And you know Sharipa's a very good horse. Um, he's been the half length next time behind the uh, left team Clyde. Barrier 11 is probably the one one downside, but look, I just think he's good enough to to overcome that. Um, as I said, Callum Murray riding very well. It's a pretty solid field this one, but I just just think he's well and truly overdue to break through press down. I think there'll be plenty on him, so um, I would take the price you can get now. Four seven are your specials. Exalted Dame six eight and press down. You said take the price now. Well, that price is three dollars ten. Race eight number yep. six. Yeah, jump on. Thanks for that, Ben. Cheers, Steve. Ben Scadden. Feature meeting on Sunday at Hobart. Of course, King Island. Good to see the Queensland jockey riding there again in Steph Lacey, who rode a comeback winner there. But Cole McNiff, good morning, Colin. Yeah, good morning, Steve. Actually getting across to King Island for a couple of meetings a little later in the year, so I was looking forward to that. Yeah, that's certainly on my bucket list as well. You'll have to give me an assessment when you head over there. Tell me about this, <laughs> uh, this feature race. Can we start with that race eight on Sunday? The Windsenberg, yeah, it's a bit of a time-honoured race. It's... Uh, over the 1,100 metres here in Hobart, uh, it carries $50,000 in prize money. Some good horses going around in it. We've got Turk Warrior, Rebel Factor, Galenus. Uh, yeah, some nice horses. It's going to be Gigi Gemstone, who's a horse really on the way up. Uh, I think it's going to be a cracking race there on Sunday afternoon. Craig Newitt wrote a series of winners on Wednesday, and you're thinking <laughs> that can roll into Sunday. I think it can. I was just looking at the uh, boys. He is busy. He wrote... Lonnie on Wednesday night, then went across road at Caulfield yesterday. Cranbourne tonight, Caulfield tomorrow, and back to Hobart on Sunday. So no rest for uh, Craig. He's had little time to celebrate those feature wins. Uh, yeah, race two, number four, Ralph the Rocker. Johnny Blacker and Craig Newitt teaming up really well together at the present time. First up from a spells, trialled OK. He's had two starts, done very little wrong, I think nicely drawn. Race two, number four, Ralph the Rocker can get us off to a nice start. He wasn't my best friend when he beat the inevitable on an outsider the other night, indispensable. No. <laughs> anyway, race two, number four. What's the one in the four? Race four, horse number 10. This is a horse called Lewis Anna. It's a newcomer to the Aiden Nun camp down here. It's had one start. that was over 1,200 metres. It really finished off nicely in Launceston. Finished fourth just behind the place. Getters was doing its best at the finish. Blinkers go on first time. Really keen. I think that's the best on the program. Lewis Anna, race four, number 10. Put a big star next to its name. What's the one in race six on Sunday? 
Aleo La, that goes really well in Hobart. Uh, three of her five wins have been on the Hobart circuit. Uh, benchmark 70, nice first up run in Launceston, went fourth. Knew it again on board, small field, only the eight to run. Barrier three gets the run of the race for mine. Race six, number eight, Oleo La. Good luck on Sunday. Thanks. Tuesday. Colin McNiff, he's three best to race two, number four, Rolf the Rocket. Uh, Lewis Sana, race four, ten, and race six, number eight, Ole Ola. So two, four, four, ten, six, eight on Sunday.